AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash all right, man. Bootleg Cab Show. We got a special guest in here. It's lit. You finally, West Side Boogie. You finally let me come, man. First of all, I've DM'd you before. Nah, that's crazy. You'd be ignoring my DMs. That's not true. It's all right, man. I can show you. Treat me like a, a little Instagram thought. Hey, uh, for this stuck video, how did y'all pull that shit off? Just for say, it just looked like it, it was it like an uncomfortable video to shoot hanging upside down like that? What do you mean? I was flying for real. You weren't flying for real. I, I was. I literally was flying. Okay, well. <laughs> nah, it was hella uncomfortable. I hate that shit because the fucking, uh, can I cuss on this thing? Of course. Oh, the fucking uh, harness? Yeah. They put it inside my pants. So, for one, it's a dude kneeling down in front of me while my pants is, like, kind of down. Did you enjoy that? No, you're funny as hell. <laughs> and I'm already in Compton in the middle of the hood. So, the homie's like, oh, blood, blood. Pause, so blood, blood, with, pause, blood. I'm dealing with that. And then it's just uncomfortable, like. Um, and like because it's up it, against your skin, yeah. Right? And it, they need it tight. The tighter it is, the safer it is for you. So I'm already like scary about heights and stuff like that. So I'm like put it as tight as possible. So then I had to get used to like flipping backwards and like my weight and stuff like that. But it know. just kind of remind like like your face and like a few of the shots reminded me of Fifty at the Super Bowl a bit. That's fire. You know what I mean? Like. Hang it upside mm. down, you know what I mean, for a little what bit. What about 50 in a regular video? The Super Bowl, he looked kind of washed. That's my boy, but <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl, he was a little heavy when he pulled down. But He wasn't heavy. I just think that's grown-up weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you saying mine look like grown-up weight? <laughs> that's just, no. I got you. <laughs> anyway, nah. when is your album coming out, man? It's when been a while. Been? I know. It's been, what, three years? Um, was it 2019? 2018. 2019? Yeah, 2019. Uh, yeah, soon. Next one of the, one of these days. I mean, I listen, you're here it. for a reason, right? Exactly. You know, it's rollout. The album is done. I'm not. I didn't just pull up. Right. I'm just. Playing I mean, you got music out. Yeah, I do exactly. That means I'm back outside. Um, how many songs on your album? Y'all asking me questions. I'm not. I don't even know if I can answer. I'm gonna say. What uh, does that mean? Twelve to fifteen. Because it's I didn't like, ask you if Eminem was on the album. Everything is like you know. Everything is part of rollout. You know, you got to surprise people. But this shit, shit is ridiculous. You I guys know. are doing interviews. I know it's fucked up, man. I love you, bro. What are we doing here? I don't know. Capping. <laughs> 12 to 15. I, I want it to be, for real, in my brain, I want it to be 13. But I'm just, I'll be like, 
trying to figure it out until the day it's released. I probably might take something out or add some last minute Hail Mary. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Is it like, because I feel like uh, that's like, to me, a nice number for an album. Yeah. And we start getting into like that 2021. It's like, yeah. It's a little overwhelming sometimes listening to that much music at once. So I was going to do 10, but I was like, I didn't make them wait uh, three years to 10 songs. songs. They're going to be pissed. So. Um, how is everything just in terms of like just life, man? We got through a pandemic, you know what I mean? Obviously, Damn, uh, that happened, huh? We was in the house, you've been waiting three years for your music, so I'm assuming you've lived a lot of life in that time. Yeah, pandemic was was good and bad for me, like as far as like quarantining, because like I had to be in the house, but it also like tested my relationship that I was in at the moment. We ended up breaking up. Which like I don't think we was right for each other anyway. You so think the it, pandemic kind of made y'all break up? Like I mean, it, it forced us to be around each other. I think mm-hmm. it was problems we would have kept prolonging. We probably would have ended up breaking up, but not at, like when we needed to. You know what I'm saying? Because thank forced, God it happened before you had a baby or exactly, something. I mean, yeah, with her. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um, because I do got a kid, but but yeah, but it's not with the yeah, it's not with her. So, yeah. um, that happened. Then also just like an artist in my head, I, I deal with that a lot. You know what I'm saying? I can't lie about that um then going through therapy and then finally being in a good headspace still struggling some days um so yeah what up y'all gotta stop the interview real quick to tell you about our good folks over at blue chew now fellas if you're out there and you're suffering from a little bit of that ed erectile dysfunction it's totally normal it happens you could be stressed out at work you could be uh, just having anxiety in life and uh you know your dick is not up to par well guess what that's where blue chew comes in because blue chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And uh, check this out. It's a straight online prescription service. You do not have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to go have any like weird, awkward conversations about why your dick isn't working with a stranger. No. What you do is you go to bluechew.com, use the promo code bootleg, and you'll get your first month for free. That's right. First month for free. All you do is pay $5 shipping. All right, and when I tell you that Bluetooth, it hits. All right, you will, uh, you'll be fucking like you never fucked before. Let's just say that. Shout out to uh, Bluetooth one more time. Get your first month free. Use the promo code Bootleg. Bluetooth.com. It comes right to your door in discreet packaging. Open it up. It's in a chewable form, and it is that shit to fight ED. So go to Bluetooth.com ASAP and use that promo code Bootleg and try it for a month for free. Therapy, man, I feel like uh, something that a lot of people are, f- are comfortable. I feel like it's starting to become normalized. I, I love this. Gener- like, my generation, I'm starting to realize we're so amazing. Just as far as, like, I look around, all my homies is great parents. When I remember us being younger, none of us had our dads. And now we, like, over, like we just overcompensating for what we didn't have. You know what I'm saying? We super, like, dads now. Um, and so, yeah, even with therapy, like, my homies is starting to be open to it. Black and brown community starting mm-hmm. to be open to it. So, I think it's dope. What is, uh, what was there anything that like kind of was like your tipping point where you're like, I need to go talk to somebody type shit? For me, my feelings were just hurt. I was just crying. I was tired of crying. The uh, opportunity was presented to me from uh, LVRN because, um, you know, they care about the artist's mental health. So shout out to them. And I didn't really want to do it at first. It felt like homework. Some days it still feel like class. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, because I've been to therapy. They, sometimes you get like exercises. To do. Yeah, you like, me? yeah, do this, do this, and uh, we'll we'll meet next week. Yeah, exactly. So having to do stuff when you leave, and it's like, man, I just want to come here and not have to deal with it when I get out of therapy. So it's still a struggle. You know what I'm saying? But I'm starting to notice the benefits of it. Just like I'm more patient, more open to people. And like understanding where they're coming from and stuff like that. Do you that. find yourself like practicing shit you learn like in real time? You're like, oh, this is. Mm-hmm, yeah, just like um, I get tested still. And 
the way I'm able to approach these situations now and I just react out of like uh, anger or feel like I'm getting attacked when somebody give me their opinion on something. And I know in the past that's been my problem is always feeling attacked when somebody go against my way of thinking. Mm. What were you so sad about, man? Uh, I got dumped. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, so the breakup. Yeah, it messed me up because um, I feel like this was like my first healthy relationship. All my other relationship was like based off like trauma bonding and stuff like that. It was my baby trauma mama. bonding. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just hurt people. Yeah, just like hurt yeah. people love hurt people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So Let's this be hurt was, together. Exactly. So this was the first time I felt like I had a girl who's like she was open to my kid. Like she was receptive to him. She was at the games with me. It was just healthy. And I don't think I knew how to handle that. So I don't think I was a great boyfriend at the time. But also, she had a lot of growing to do. And so mm. I think we just hit our ceiling. And it messed me up because I was my best friend also. You know what I'm saying? And that was the part I didn't know how to, like, I was just trying to fill that void because it was just missing. So I was messing with a lot of thoughts and stuff like that. The thoughties. Know? The thoughties. Just to fill that space. I didn't know how to sit sit at home by myself for more than a day. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to have somebody over. But then also don't want them like being clingy or kissing on me. It's just like it's just weird. Didn't make mm. sense. So you kind of used like a that was kind of like your coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Being for the a breakup. thought, exactly. Being a thought. Being a thought. Yeah. How do you feel like you're over it? Yeah, I still go through days when I'm mad because I feel like I didn't get no closure. Right. Um, I feel like I look, what happened? She just disappeared on you? Uh, just you know, life, her life. I feel like she still has to go through her whole phase. I ain't gonna lie. I feel yo, like, honestly, it's an important phase that every girl you needs know to what go saying? through. And I feel like she was starting to grow to resent me because she still had she had life she needed to see. Mm. Um, she also a singer, so I feel like I'm not sure she felt supported in all the space of her career. And I got an ego too, so who knows how I was acting or how she was perceiving it. But I also don't want to hold her accountable. She was doing weird stuff on Instagram, you know. She dating somebody I know now and. And, oh shit and stuff like that but uh what was like for you like was there a specific reason why it took you so long to get this album out or do you feel like it was just i mean so many different things probably ended up accumulating uh, in this i know i could i'm sure it was because i was in my head a lot um I, i'm so heavy on like growth and like making sure my, my next stuff is better than my last project and i feel like my last project was so amazing so that first year after that i was definitely in that bag um, when I finally was ready to record again, I feel like I was making the same songs that I did from Everything for Sale because it was my, my comfort space. Mm-hmm. So then was that my manager's having to be like, nah, we're not doing this again. You have to find a new uh, pocket. So being frustrated about that took a minute to get over that hump. Um, then, yeah, we finally got to a space where I had something I wanted to talk about. I also don't know how to draw from fake spaces. I got to find something. I, I, something real. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I obviously don't want this to be my production rate every three years I drop an album. So I think uh, the therapy also like opening my mind up to stuff is, it's been helping. So I think I'm in a great space now. So you mentioned LVRN. I mean, I, I, yeah, I bring them up a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, those are my managers. They great. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Yo, they have some of my favorite artists. Me and me and me and me. And I love, I love, I love black. That's my dog. He's amazing. Huh? He's the man. Amazing. Listen. I love black black's like he's like I would say he's like in my probably top five favorite artists of that's the amazing. last like decade I love black that's so he needs some new music man it's coming waiting black season I just seen it on somebody's story the other day so I'm waiting like you bro yeah yeah we need some new music yeah for sure some new merch all that good stuff um what is for you know because like I feel like um being signed to Eminem it's got to be a gift and a curse how how, do, how would you kind of perceive it because we always hear like what curse? What do you think is a curse? 
I mean, Eminem is, you know, he's he's uh, the greatest rapper alive. That is, I feel you. I do. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You. So, like, when people think of Eminem, they think of him being, like, the GOAT, you know? And I feel like anytime he signs an artist, it's very much expected that that artist also has to be in that. And, like, think about he signed you. He signed yeah. the Griselda guys, mm. Slaughterhouse back in the day. I'm forgetting. I'm sure I'm forgetting yeah. some other artists. Who else is on Shady? Yellow Wolf. Who? Yellow Wolf. Yeah. Oh, Yellow Wolf. Yeah, but that I means he's not on Shady anymore. No, I didn't know that. Who's on Shady? Oh, you don't know that? <laughs> I didn't. I don't they kind of had a falling out. Oh, my bad. I believe. Fuck Yellow Wolf. <laughs> no, I don't say oh, that. My bad. I don't know. I'm <laughs> just all over the place. Royce. Oh, Royce, my dog. But let me just tell you like this. I don't think Royce is on Shady though. But he was at a point. Come on, Wasn't man. He? Wasn't he? I thought they just they did the, uh, I don't Bad Meets Evil. I mean, that Royce is in. Hey, you know better than Independent. me. Independent. Why you throw it out there? Shout man. out to Royce though. Royce is one of the Royce best. Royce is really one of my favorite people in the world. I He's also one of the greatest rappers of, of all, all time. time. Literally. I literally think at any given time he's, he might be the greatest yeah. rapper alive. There's yeah. like a few of those guys. It's like but Royce, Black Thought. Uh, I think Conway's in that discussion. I think when you're at your peak, you could be in that discussion. Hilarious. Uh, Eminem. I was about to say, if you didn't say something towards me, I was about to trip. But like, nah, fuck you, nah, bro. Eminem funny, but, signed me for a reason. But, f- but what I'll be saying is, like, I don't know. I never feel it because it's, it's for one, I'm competitive. So it's like everybody's, like, even playing field for me. Obviously, I respect everything how Eminem changed my life. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to get to where I'm trying to go. So I don't feel no pressure from whatever Eminem has accomplished because I, I, like, got my own goals. And also, it's like the shit I face in my neighborhood, it's like, once I come to this shit, it just be like it's just right. nothing. It's like whatever. What's some little you know? It's a little little. Not like that's some little white kids on the internet that's gonna be mad. I'm not rapping fast. Is the most, the most. Is that a thing? It is a thing for real. For real. My, I, it's like from the outside looking in. A lot of people think I don't fit what the shady roster stand for. You know what I'm saying? I, Eminem though. You know what I'm saying? I could bar up at any given time, and that's not. I just don't want to do it all the time. Did you I say wanna, you can bar up Eminem at any given no. time? Well, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And like maybe, but I was just saying he know I could go off. On right, the, right. At any given time, you're yeah. capable of. But that's not giving them. That. You know what I'm saying? I'm more so in delivering my message. And if great lines come in in the process of that, that's dope. Little metaphors and stuff. But I'm trying to get my point across and, and make great music and talk to my people. So yeah, don't care about what no shady fans are saying. I love the shit out of y'all. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was just in Detroit. I told you I went to a Tech Nine concert in, in Detroit, and I saw with my own eyes Detroit white people like. Not it's just different. normal white people, like Detroit white people, mm-hmm. like you know, like uh, that listen to Insane Clown Posse mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was just a different, different I, white trash in Detroit hits. You got to see Australian white trash. I bet you they're fucking different. Dumb. But I bet you they could survive off the grid. Nah, they, they was it was fire. Eighty thousand people, five year olds out there in Australia. In Australia at this concert, and it was just wild. You opened. Yep, and nice. he brought me out on his set. So That's big, man. Super grateful for that. Nice guy, Eminem. Yes, nice guy. Uh, I sometimes I feel bad for how big he is because he can't do some of the stuff that he would probably want regular do. people uh, want to do. So I, I do see he trapped in his celebrity sometimes, but I take that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know you obviously wrote on the album, but I just want to get your opinion on on this Kendrick album, man. Amazing, I, it's incredible, right? Proud to be from Compton. Shout out to Dot. What was your favorite song on the album? Count me out. Count me out's amazing. Love that. That's right when I uh, right after we listened, I was just the one I said play back again. Did you? I was gonna say like, how did you initially listen to the album? Because for me, like we had like premiered it at the radio station, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I don't want to listen to it tonight because I can't give it all the attention I want. Yeah. So I waited until like Saturday or Sunday and just sat with it. 
Like, me and my friends made a thing. We it was like my close music friends, like my two producers and a couple other people I respect, and we had the lights low. I was sitting on the floor with a bottle of champagne, and we just played it too. Incredible body of work, and I feel like it's like it's 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 like the vulnerability from an artist as big as Kendrick. Like, mm-hmm. to think how vulnerable he is. And that's the and that's how. the necessary part, and I'm glad you said that because. That's extremely necessary. Super necessary. And somebody that big is still vulnerable and not yeah. behind. And know? still goes through like the same random human situations we go yeah, through. Yeah, because I mean, all of them do. It. Just that he open to talk about it. You yeah, right. everyone goes through it, yeah. but like not everyone in his position uh-huh. is going to share that kind of shit. Facts. Um, you helping Summer with her verse, like just give me a little rundown of how that happened. Um, we are in Dream Team. Um, this the play was brought to me by Justice, uh, one of my managers, and. I just helped with what I could help with, sent it over, you know what I'm saying? Summer did her thing, went crazy. That's got to be up there and like, you know, being a kid from Compton. I'm, duh. <laughs> yeah, hell what? yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Kendrick, my, uh, one of my favorite rappers in the world, so. Would you say, because I always say Kendrick is top five dead or alive. I feel like if you could put Biggie in your top five, you old dusty ass motherfuckers. By the way, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. He's got two albums. I don't put Biggie in my top five though, but a lot of people but do. I, like I, I, uh, I Brian, Brian Gad from from, Def, uh, from Interscope, who was here with you, he's yeah. an old dusty New Yorker. <laughs> Biggie's definitely in his top five. Yeah, I feel it. Off of two hours. No, I get it though, and yeah, but I'm like, Kendrick, yo, Ken, if, Kendrick if, in my top five, all dead or alive, bro. Facts. What? Yeah, facts. And he's probably. I mean, I feel like if you think of like first, and if we're not even if we're excluding Section 80, but let's even include like Section 80. But like, I feel like the only person who could fuck with his first four albums is Kanye. That's a good That's a good point Facts Them first four albums Was undeniable Cause if it's Section 80 Good Kid Mad City To Pimp a Butterfly Damn That's four Well I mean If you take Section 80 out Let's start with Just Good Kid, good kid Mad City Yeah even them Shit Snap. And not including Untitled Which is kinda like His lost tapes You know I love Untitled too Me too That was my shit Doesn't get talked about enough And we got an untitled project from Kendrick. That's some real rap shit. Like Nas gave us a lost tapes. Kendrick gave us untitled. Yeah, he he really gave us a lot of music. Who is your top five? That's a weird question, but like you know, it's probably rotating in any given time. I mean, it don't really rotate. It's the same ones. I'm not gonna say no order, but I just know it's Lil Wayne, Kendrick, Jay Z, Tupac, Eminem. Was the last one political? (laughs) Eminem. <laughs> I'm gonna say if you don't say Eminem, those not dusty white kids nah, are coming for you. This at the on the craft of music. Yeah, 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 he might be number one if we just talk. If about we're talking it. about ability to rap, yeah, it's probably he, number yeah, one. Exactly. So yeah, ability of rapping, Eminem could be. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Discography, you know. I agree. We we'll agree to disagree. You you like his discography? M's discography? Yeah, but I'm not going to debate you on it either. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I get it, man. Yeah, but yep, love everything Eminem does. Love his first three albums. Everything Eminem has ever dropped is amazing. Loved his first three. Oh, that's what you, I thought you were asking me, my bad. Loved uh, Music to be Murdered by. Mm-hmm. That shit was fire. What's your least favorite one? Out of all his albums? Yeah. Oh, Revi- was it Revival? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Was that the one that came out in like, uh, where he was? I, you oh, know, that's the one he said he didn't like, right? One of them he said he didn't like. Listen, I'm going to say this about Eminem. Eminem's one of my favorites ever. Eminem Show is one of my favorite albums of all time. I love Eminem Show. It's my favorite M album. I just, I, man, Skylar Gray on every fucking album. <laughs> oh my God. You are, shout out to Skylar Gray, man. I'm just tired of Skylar Gray and Pink Hooks. Hooks. You I know what I'm saying? I feel you. I respect that. But I did love Recovery was dope. Mm-hmm. That was a newer one. I mean, that was, it's like 12 years old now, but like Recovery was fire. 
and music to be murdered by was like a vintage Eminem album to me. It's because you know what's crazy because like I just miss like a lot of people used to talk shit about Eminem's production, but mm-hmm. I liked it. No, it used to be hard to me too. So like on those albums, like especially like Eminem show, you would hear like Eminem production, and you'd be like, oh. But then he, I feel like he kind of just got away. But music to be, to be murdered by was my shit. That's I was like, right. this feels like a vintage Eminem project. That's amazing, and not a bunch of you know ballads. Uh, shout out to Skylar Gray though. Shout out to Skylar. Have you Gray. met Skylar Gray? Yep, she was in Australia with us. So She's a, a nice time. lady. Amazing lady. Nice. Shout out to her, man. Shout out to Skylar Gray, man. Shout out to her. And <laughs> <laughs> Sheeran Pink, all yeah, of them. Shout out to all. All of them. Shout out to white people, man. White people in general, man. Um, with your album, like, you know, uh I know you're not gonna give us any features. Uh because Shelly on there, but that was on a single, so Okay. Yeah, yeah that's already out. Uh-huh. Uh but any ra- how many rap how many other rappers are on the album? How about that? Just give me that. Mm, 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 mm. As of right now, I'm counting four in my brain. If we just say they rap, yeah. Four of the rappers. Yeah. Yeah. No idea when the album's coming out? or I do got an idea. An idea. I will say in the next 40 days. That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, you are making your rounds. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, What about, like, uh, in terms of, like, your writing process? A lot of times, like when I'm in the studio, a lot of artists nowadays, I feel like they do they punch in line by line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I can't. I don't. I can't. I I respect people who do that, and I admire them. I just can't do that. That just seems so like counterproductive for me. I Are just you still wanted, putting the pen to paper or uh, the no, or I, the notes? Nah, I just I write in my brain. I've been doing that since ninth grade when my glasses messed up and I can see like the paper no more. But also, I just need a trigger word. Like if I'm scared, I'm gonna forget the sentence. I just write a word down in my notes like oh fire just one word and then i could connect the bar i'm gonna remember the bar in my brain oh shit so, like that so will you like do that at, like like uh, i guess if you get send a, a pack of beats are you doing that shit in the studio or are you doing that shit at home and then come i don't to- like the studio i hate the studio i do everything at home i literally hate the studio why because it's cold it's people walking around it's just like i need my intimate it's my music so personal to me i'm not ready for people to it's only a certain amount of people i trust to hear it you record yourself Nah, but he with me every day. My my producer, my engineer, there he is. one of my best friends. So I can't record myself though. I definitely send him stuff when I'm just at, at home. Yeah, when Blast Blast just told us that he recorded Chosen on a Focusrite and a Rode mic at his house, that shit blew my mind. I was like, yeah. bro, that's crazy. That's like the two hundred and fifty dollar like package. That's what I did. I my first project, Thirst Forty Eight, I did at home by myself too. That mic was probably fifty dollars. So. I just had to stack my vocals a bunch of times to make it sound full. I just copy and paste, copy and paste, because I didn't know how to really do it. Mix and master shit. Yeah. yeah, and I just put it out. So, uh, What in your, you know, obviously L.A., I feel like it's kind of had a renaissance in terms of, like, getting a lot more respect in hip-hop. And, you know, I feel like there was, like, a, a dry spell, you know, from, like. Man, I was just with this nigga from L.A., I mean, Atlanta the other day, and he was talking crazy about L.A. and just how we not respected outside of LA and it was pissing me off and then it was just like Rowdy flopped where's that at we don't got him and it's like I'll be saying it I'll be wanting the world to respect it but it still feel like we got a lot of work to do um as far as like but I was saying yesterday it's out here they always want to bring up Atlanta how everybody support each other the streets dictate how LA move and you know what I'm saying? Everybody can't move around each well, other. I was gonna say do you feel like that that is because I always say that like sometimes the politics will get in the way of like Certain artists working together or yeah. like you said, 
people say that about Atlanta, but it might not be actually possible for everyone to move together out here. But I do feel like there is some sort of cohesiveness with some of the younger generation when it comes to like the Ruchis and the one take J's and like, obviously nationally, they might not be where we want them to be, but I just feel like there's something, you know, the, this, the LAC yeah, is, is, is thriving right and now. And that's what make one take. I think what make one take J amazing. Cause he's, he stay true to himself. He's not trying to gang bang. You know what I'm saying? And that make him able to move in all these different spaces. And we need artists like that that could do that. He could go do uh, work with uh, Rucci and then go work with Blueface and then just be anywhere he want. You know what I'm saying? And nobody will say anything. And nobody say nothing. And, they, and we love him. But it's a lot of niggas. It's a lot of upcoming artists that feel they got to attach themselves to a neighborhood. And that's just young black men in general. They got to feel like they got to do that to feel like secure or feel cool. So then that prevents them from being able to work with other artists because it's a... 30 years of tension between these two neighborhoods and you just can't do it. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause uh, you know, working with head had had to break down all the politics of LA to me one night when I first moved out here in like 2017, I was like, fuck, I had yeah. no idea. And it's sad. It's, it's hella sad, but people from the outside that don't live here, don't understand like the intricacies of some of this shit. Cause like, we just think of like nationally, you think of LA, you just think bloods versus Crips. Like, it's definitely not that simple. No, it's not. It's, it's bloods versus bloods. It's, it's, blo- it's crips it's, versus crips. Yeah, it's, that's the majority of the time what it is. It's like same on same now. So it's like. And it's like the, some of the more heavier uh, conflicts are between exactly. the set, you know, crips versus crips. Exactly. So it's tough, man. And then not knowing what hat to wear in what areas. Man, I, I remember it was recently. I knew somebody that got that got shot and I was trying to support him. And then I had commented on their page like, hope you get better. And then I know somebody was like, yeah, erase your thing because, you know what I'm saying, we might have something to do with that. And I'm just like, oh, that oh, happened? man, I'm like, I never know nothing. I'm just in the dark. So it'd be like, that's L.A. politics for you. 100%, man. Hey, we got to stop the interview real quick to tell you about our good folks at Odd Socks. Listen, the most comfortable socks in the entire world, I promise you, are these Odd Socks basics right here. Now, I like the uh, the uh, high joints, the whites or the blacks. We're very inclusive at the Bootleg Head Podcast. Love the blacks and the whites of Odd Socks, of course. Um, but they also got the crazy licenses. They got Ninja Turtles. They got uh, fucking Scarface, Breaking Bad Socks, which I just rewatched. Amazing. And their underwear are the best, man. I was just talking to somebody about how fire the uh, Odd Socks draws are because the waistband, it don't fold. They're just comfy as hell. So go to Odd Socks official. Dot com. You see the website, spell it that same way, and use the promo code BOOTLEGKEV, all one word together, and you'll get 20% off from our presenting sponsors, our family at Odd Socks. It's all that's on my ass and feet, ladies and gentlemen, so go get you some Odd Socks. Let's get back to the interview. Um, who are some of your favorite L.A. artists that like are kind of on the come up? You know what I'm saying? Like that, are, that you're just a fan of? Um, I like Babystone Gorillas. Uh, I like what they're doing. Um, my young homies, I got to give them a shameless plug, Epic Must Die and KB Divine. Um, who else I like right now? ASM the Bobster, I think he dope. It's a uh, he's, he's got the uh, I like the yeah, way you yeah. move. Uh, Wally is from my neighborhood. Obviously, I love Wally. Um, YS Wally's dope. Wally and YS, I love him. Key Riches, three uh, youngest from my neighborhood that I love. And let me see who else out here. If I said one take Jay, but he already kind of up now. Um, Wally's dope though. Wally amazing, super talented, like a really right. And he, yeah, I feel like he makes records that could really transcend. Yeah, like, exactly. Like and that's scene. one of them artists that I, like that can move outside of LA and people connect to it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of what we got to stop doing is stop making our music just so about like 
for our homies and i used to do that early too like i'm just gonna make music for the hood so when i come to the hood the hood could be playing it but then we, you go outside. You want, you want the world to play. Yeah, exactly. Then you leave and they're like, what the fuck you I swear, I mean, about? that's why I, Roddy figured it You know, Roddy. He definitely figured it out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Once, once you find a formula, it's up. And so, yeah, even when we had that wave with Mustard and Roddy, I think it was a year or two ago. Or like, it, two, uh, Rod, uh, Roddy's album came out in uh, December of 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was everywhere. And I feel like that was our chance to, like, be back in the world and, like, figure it out but you know we still gonna have our shot but it's crazy because you think of the roddy situation and like how long he took to put out put out his album kind of similar to you yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. um and i feel like sometimes when you wait a while you can maybe overthink it 100 percent. and you know it's not it's a real fear and it's a real thing because the more they it's always gonna be like oh you made this this wait this long and you didn't live up to expectations because you're not gonna be able to please everybody and that one time you see that could just Mess up your whole mental state I know for me it will Like you know what I'm saying So It's tough um, But you also don't want to Oversaturate yourself You also don't want to Rush a product But You gotta let that shit go You do gotta just let it go And just Create And just give it out To the world You know what I'm saying Yeah low key man I mean I think I, I feel like that Sometimes like When we think of like We all know artists You're one of them I'm mm -hmm. sure That I'm sure you've had songs That you've recorded In the last three years mm -hmm. That you loved like two and a half years ago when you mm -hmm. first recorded them that probably didn't make the album because they might have been old to you. Yeah. Did that happen? No, yeah. it still happens. I just had to bring an old song back like two weeks ago. Because it's old to you, but no yeah, one's heard it. Exactly. I see but, that shit all the time. But I'm glad I left I left the song for a little bit and came back to it and it, with new ears and I was like, oh, I was tripping. This song slap. And that'd be a lot. A lot of times too, so. Yeah. But I also I feel like I've rushed songs out that I was just trying to put music out mm -hmm. and I was like, ah, I don't really love this. But then I guess that could happen all the time. Why do you think you're still so slept on, man? Because I feel like you're very slept on, very underrated when it comes to just the conversations of just the best rappers. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you don't get the respect yeah. you deserve. What I notice, I, I'm super respected by artists. It's like I'm just a nigga that's known mm -hmm. in the artist world to like, oh, yeah, not to play with Boogie. But it could be consistency. You know what I'm saying? Like. Dropping more That could be a thing I hate the term slept on Because I feel so much love But I get it When people say it But it's I don't never really feel it I know I'm supposed to be bigger But just slept on Always It's like eh, It's really my fault If I'm not Is where I, where I need to yeah, be Yeah I think it's just like I feel like An artist like yourself Like I just feel like We just need more music No that's that's And I get it So yeah. you know what I'm saying So that's all it is consistency so that's this if you go if any artist want to learn from me learn from me and like get out your head and, and and move forward you know what i'm saying and get some therapy if you need it yeah shoot even your if shot. you don't need it you might not even know you need it we all need it i i well i'm talking to black people i know for sure you got some type of uh unaddressed trauma somewhere you gotta be have you ever uh done any hallucinogenics at all like shrooms or anything oh, yeah and i'm scared of shrooms right now because that shit revealed that i had some crazy shit going on in my brain so, and i'm not doing it again so i'm gonna to fix myself some more i like that so you took shrooms and it kind of like i took it was i because i was against it like forever so it was just like last year i had like a month where i did acid and like shrooms and it was crazy very and, therapeutic thing to do if yeah, you do it the right way i saw all my demons i saw myself and i hated who i saw I was them like, shits can change your life low-key facts and i'm damn near preaching like niggas need therapy and shrooms just as much i feel like every everybody needs to do shrooms once because like you got to see that shit I'm like that shit was crazy yeah what about have you would you ever try dmt man i don't think i'm ready because I, I could barely handle shrooms 
Yeah, I feel like DMT. You got to be like really. Yeah, and then what's the other one? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah, ayahuasca. Yeah, that's like a all day thing. You need a shaman and shit like that. You need a shaman. You gotta like prepare yourself, prepare really, your body. I probably never be able to come back from that. I don't know, man. I know a lot. <laughs> I know a lot of people. You know, it's funny because I got a couple of homies that have done ayahuasca, and they say it's like thirty years of therapy in like six yeah, hours. I heard that too. It's Damn. crazy. Like so you much. Trying I, to go do it. I, I want to do it eventually. Yeah. I know that they have like some groups in like Malibu and Santa Monica that do it. But I like low key want to go to like Costa Rica. Uh-huh. That's where I heard it's like where it's at. at. Yeah. That's fine. But I also am like afraid I'm gonna throw up and shit on myself. Yeah, and they say you do that projecting or project out though, whatever. Nah, but shrooms, shrooms are the wave. Yeah, like to, we got to normalize shrooms in hip hop, man. You microdose. You got a microdose. No more perks. Leave the perks alone. Leave the perks alone and micro microdose, bro. Uh, all right. Well, look, we're gonna get an album in the next forty days. Mm-hmm. Forty days. All right. Uh, forty days. Forty nights. Four rappers on it. <laughs> Four rappers, a singer or two, you know what I'm a saying? A singer or two? Singer or two. Is Black on the album? I'm not giving him no info, but also Black now on the album. Listen, man. This fly's been fucking about to be his ass. Or this fly's been girl, flying around this whole interview. This whole interview, this fly is a co-star of the fucking interview. That's what we get for leaving the front door open earlier. But, yo, I appreciate you pulling up, man. Appreciate I can't wait to hear the album. Me. Thank you, man. I'm going to have him send it to you early. Yeah, send it to me early. So I, no I, rap cap. No rap cap. There it is, my guy. Take my hand on camera. All right, yeah, yeah. Don't play with us. Fire. Appreciate you, man. All right, we're gonna do a a video drop in this camera. That one. Where you just introduce yourself. Make sure you check me out on the Bootleg Kev podcast. What's the deal? This your boy Westside Boogie. Make sure you check me out on the Bootleg Kev podcast. I finally pulled up with my boy Slit. And then um, an audio only drop um, for the radio. Just be like, yo, what up? Westside Boogie, and you're listening to the Bootleg Cav Show. Yo, what's the deal? This your boy Westside Boogie, and you tuned in to the Bootleg Cav Podcast? It's not Podcast. Bootleg Cav Show. Oh. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.